Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you for an episode on Lost. We are getting so close to the end of this after a measly five years. We are finally here, almost running longer than Lost did. We are up to the 12th episode of season six. Everybody loves Hugo. It first aired on the 13th of April, 2010. It was written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, directed by the Daniel Atias, one of my favourite directors, have to say. Uh, good man. And this is an episode of Lost on Hugo, and I'm intrigued to talk about it. My name is Ben, and in a world of conflict and strife, there's one thing we can agree on. Everybody loves Ben. We're done. Uh, that's it. Can't peek from that. Um, uh, my name is Nora, and if you speak to Colin, tell him I'm very, very sorry. Yeah, he he should be. He's Canadian. Um, you shot yeah, him, this ep- yeah, about time. Uh, this episode's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like what we've had in the last few weeks, really. Uh, it's not terrible, but it's not great it's an episode of lost and hugo's in it and everybody loves him uh michael comes back which is nice and yeah it's fine it's a fine episode of lost this episode definitely is an episode of lost um, <laughs> the end done rented by had been any theories <laughs> we can definitely say that as a fact it's an episode of lost um yeah it's not terrible the hurley ones are normally always either uh average or slightly good um this is kind of we're stalling people episode like after this we're really heading into the end game but this is sort of like one last little hump we need to get over before we can get to some actual exciting stuff because Nothing really happened other than like mm. getting the two teams back together. That's which could have been done if this was a Netflix show. This episode could have been done in two minutes. Um, and this late in the show, do you really want that? Um, but I mean, there's there's some measly attempts of answering some questions in this episode, which we will we will get to, um, and some clunky Michael stuff there. Um, oh. Yeah, I can't even say it's one of Jorge's better uh, performances either. Uh, uh, we've had worse this season, I'll say that. It's This is our last ever 
episode of like a flashback, flash forward, flash sideways just on one character, isn't it? Like, I guess if we don't yeah. count the the epilogue or whatever, the prologue, whatever the hell it is. Um, but like, yeah, this is really the last one. So Hurley gets the distinction of being the last single person episode. Um, which I, I, like, I will say, we'll do the flash sideways first. There is one bit in this which I like. And we get we get Cynthia Watros back, you yeah, know? We did gloss over that. We did. Is this her last appearance? Well, she's in the church. I wish, of course she is. Well, I don't know. Half these people are just like, uh, Nadia's is in it Nadia next week Alan. and she's not even in the fucking <laughs> church. Like, couldn't hold her off for a couple of weeks. We'll get to that <laughs> next week. But um, I do like how this kind of starts where... Uh, we've got Professor Chow, uh, here he is, um, Francois Chow, the Oz Network's Francois Chow. Uh, he's back introducing Hugo because in this Flash Sideways, he's just like Elon Musk but likeable. Uh, he's built churches. He's Mr. Clux is in Paris. It's at Mount Kilimanjaro. It's taken over pyramids. I'm a bit worried about the locations of these Mr. Clux uh, taking over global landmarks. Um, there's probably a bit of concern there. But he's been How eco-friendly honest. is Mr. Clux. Yeah, exactly. I mean, literally, like, you've got that picture of, like, Mount Kilimanjaro in the background, like, the middle of freaking Africa. Like, I mean, <laughs> or is that Mount Fuji? Maybe it's Mount Fuji. That's There's towns here, Mount Fuji. I don't know. It's I a guess giant it's, mountain. It's the afterlife. Uh, eco doesn't matter. <laughs> But, um, you know, he's building hospitals, he's shaking people's hands, um, and then he's getting awarded with the Man of the Year Award at the wing of the museum or something, so he gets a T-Rex statue, which is nice. Um, and he's brought his mum for a date. Aww. Aww. Would you bring your mum for a date to one of these things? No. No, no actually. I, I like my mum. Yeah, maybe. I'd, yeah, that that's nice. But I like how he, she's just like... Oh, it's so nice you got this award, but you're single and a loser. So I've set you up with a date, uh, Rosalita, uh, tomorrow night. I think this would be funny if it was just Charlotte. Charlotte's just dating everyone. In the <laughs> that would be funny. Rosalita um, gets a page. Does, who, does she? I was going to say, like, is she actually meant to be someone? Is there a deleted scene there's, or something? No, or? there's nothing on there. Is there, like, a casting call? Casting, invisible woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Rosalita is being set up with her on a blind date. Have you ever been on a blind date before? No, and I wouldn't because why? Yeah, no, it's 2022. <laughs> we we can organise our own. I've never been on one either. I don't think I would like to go on one. Yeah, they're dead now in the age of apps, aren't they? Yeah, a bit, bit scary. Uh, I was going to set you up on one. Um, I actually, there is actually my friend in New York. I was talking about this with someone the other day. I'm like, she's single. No, a single. Hmm, would that work? And I'm like, maybe it could. <laughs> but well, I, Ben wants to set me up on blind dates, but Ben actually sets himself up on blind dates with my friends or tries to anyway. Yeah, but remember, <laughs> Noah, they've got long term relationships and live in Canada now, so uh, <laughs> it's it's not going to happen. Well, yeah, remember that. <laughs> Remember, like it stopped me before. Uh, <laughs> doesn't stop some people, but um, anyway, Rosalita doesn't show up. But who's there? It's Libby. Yay, Cynthia Watros. Have you yeah, watched it yet, nice. Noah? Yeah. <laughs> Did you actually? No. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Did you? Actually? No. Uh, I still recommend it. It's quite good. Better than some episodes of Lost. But uh, here's <laughs> old Libby and. 
and obviously Hurley thinks this is uh, Rosalita, but she's all like, no, I saw you across the restaurant. Why does he act surprised? He's like so famous. Like he's, you know, this guy should, everyone knows who he is. So shouldn't he just be like, yeah, have a cluckety cluck keychain like he used to Desmond in the next scene. So like, I why mean, is he like surprised? If, if Colonel Sanders is out for dinner, you probably assume that a few people are going to say hi. Well, I'd, I'd want free KFC. Like I don't want a key ring. I'm like, no, I want free chicken. Give me some. But is there any CEO of a fast food company that we know of? Uh, When I worked at Starbucks, I knew it was Howard Schultz. Uh, Bindi? Wendy. Oh, Wendy. (laughs) It's like Bindi. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't think Howard Schultz is the CEO of Starbucks anymore. That counts as a fast food chain. But um, when I was worked there, he was. I guess he was kind of famous. Um, but, But Ronald McDonald, I don't know. Uh, what's your favourite fast fast food chain? Do you like McDonald's, KFC, Hungry Jack's? I'm going to, if I say this, you're just going to tear me apart. But I, I don't eat and like fast food. But if you had to choose. like I don't eat know. any. I haven't had McDonald's in five years. No. Oh, um, from when I did eat fast food before I was pretentious, um, the three years was McDonald's. I, I'm a I'm a big McDonald's fan, but like I can't eat it on my diet now. But um, also KFC, it's it's sixty six point six 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 percent good because chicken good fries best fries when KFC fries are hot and out of the thing with the seasoning the best. But they have Pepsi, so it just takes away from it. Although in New Zealand they serve Coke, so McDonald uh, KFC good. So um, I live in Korea, um, so you can imagine <laughs> there aren't too many KFCs around because. Korean fried chicken shits over that. Yum, shitting all over food. Is it? Do you? Is um, the Japanese tradition that they do on Christmas is that? Does that go into Korea as well? No, we barely have any KFCs. I can think of two in my city of four million people. I think Australia is one of the like the biggest consumers of KFC in the world because even in America, KFC is not that big of a deal. I mean, you've got a much bigger marketplace, you know, Wendy's and Taco Bell and all those kind of places, but. I think even in New York, I saw one KFC. Um, and living in Canada, barely any KFCs. So it's actually not that big in North America. Although the, I've been to the original KFC. It's in Salt Lake City. It's not even in Kentucky. So there you go. Fun fact. What do you say to a Prady's? Uh, yeah, I think we've had this discussion before. I used to never like Prady's, but then I got oh. into it a little bit. Yeah, Prady's is good. It's like national Tasmanian pride. Yeah, legs and breasts. Not bad. Yeah. We got legs and breasts that night. Remember, we got legs and breasts when we uh, it was New Year's Eve, wasn't it? We out down at Salamanca. Yeah, yeah chips and gravy. Yeah, Tasmanian fast food industry was it's a bit behind. <laughs> I like chicken barn at Claremont Village. Good chicken. Uh, so, what about the snabbing? <laughs> shout out to shout out to chicken barn. Anyway. Yep, exactly. You're not allowed to cut through there anymore to get into Claremont Village. They yell at you. There's a sign like "Do not access" because it was like a thorough. Anyway, whatever. Lost. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. If you're listening and confused, Contra, I'm sure all our Claremont listeners, because we have such a high Tasmania <laughs> listenership, all the, all the Claremont <laughs> listeners going, "Yeah, preach, Ben." Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. If you are, knock on my door. I'm sure you know where I live. Um, but Cynthia Watros is back, and she's all like, "Oh, I saw you across the the room, and you're not going to believe this, but." We know each other. I just, I know you from somewhere. And it's like we knew each other in a different life. And do you believe in fate? And do you believe in soulmates? And then, like, 
imagine if some girl came up to you with this, like, you'd believe it, you don't get a date, so you'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, but then all of a sudden we've got, like, the doctor guy comes along and is like, oh, she's a little bit cuckoo. Um, to which he then, he then rushes out and then you see a bus with, like, Santa Rosa mental health issue. Now, I'm sorry, like... I get the reason why you've written this on the bus so Hugo knows, but, like, do they actually advertise, like, people who live in, like, mental facilities going out for a drive? Like, I'm sure they kind of hide that, don't they? I I wouldn't even know where any mental facility is. There was, um, it's not a mental facility, but I remember when I worked There's at Sanity. There's next to Chicken Barn. <laughs> Cole of Claremont is a mental facility. But when I used to work at Sanity in Northgate in beloved Glenorchy, um, on a Friday night, there used to be a group of like, uh, you know, intellectually disabled people. They obviously had like a group, like a sort of place they would go to. And then they would obviously have a Friday night, like outing, like let's go to, you know, Northgate, get dinner and that. But they would all come into Sanity and they would like buy CBDs. And like some of my best customers, cause they would just come in and they would obviously have their money and they could just buy whatever they want. This guy, I'd always talk to him. He loved country music. He'd buy like three every week. And I'd always get him to talk to me about his collection. It was just it's really cool. Not the same as a mental uh, facility, I know, but it's just like obviously they have groups for certain types of people who do go out and have like outings, but I don't know if they oh. plaster it across the door saying like Glenorchy intellectually disabled group. Like I don't know. I thought you were talking about a mental facility for a minute and I thought isn't that a bit of a cruel irony that they would come into sanity? <laughs> Good joke. Well done. <laughs> well done. That's, that's pretty good. We can finish now. Are we done? Well done. Well done. Also, follow <laughs> Sanity on um, Facebook. They become real dicks. They, like, rip into, like, fan bases now. It's like, wow. Like, Jesus. Trying to be trendy because people don't buy CDs anymore. Um, why, why would they rip into ours? We could use some of that exposure. Exactly. But do you like kind of this little scene and it's all obviously connecting us to what we're going to get with Desmond and getting them all back together and poor old Cynthia Watros, who is there voluntarily, yet she's still forced to go on an outing and is dragged back back to a bus. Shouldn't she just be like to the doctor, uh, bitch, please, I can leave whenever I want? Yeah. Um, well, she, outside of Charlie and Desmond, I guess, is kind of the second person to wake up uh, and... And it does kind of play well with the cuckoo la la sort of thing. Um, but like, wish, and like, I, it is fun to see her back, uh, and it does play better on a rewatch. Um, but I, I wish there was this is what the fourth time or something they've got Cynthia Watros back after she died, and they've wasted and just destroy the the potential every time they get her. They get her back for just garbage when maybe there's so much we didn't get to know about Libby and they never, like, lean in on that. They always just get her back as, like, a ghost or something. Like, I wish there was some way they could have connected. Remember Libby was in the mental hospital. I wish they somehow could have retconned this, that maybe she was in the mental institution because she actually was sort of crossing over with the flash sideways in the real timeline. Like, maybe she had these sort of weird... Desmond sort of, I wish they could have sort of retconned that somehow. Of, like they, they called her crazy back in season two in the mental institution because she was talking about the afterlife where she knew all these people. And doesn't she idea. even, you remember she says to Hurley in season two, oh, you look familiar to me. And we assume, mm -hmm. oh, it's the mental institute. Well, couldn't they have retconned that line to, oh, she used to actually see him, but they chucked her in the loony bin because she said she was, 
with all these people on a plane and blah, blah, blah. And like, that would have been such a big sort of like, even though it would be a retcon and clearly they hadn't planned it, that would have been such a big sort of mind fuck of, oh my God, Libby knew about this flash sideways in season two and it sort of connects the two of them and it answers the question of why was she in, not just the dumbass like, oh, her husband died or whatever. So there's just always so much wasted potential of them bringing Cynthia Watros back. They, that's, it's, I, I agree. I think that would have been great. It's kind of, you and I were just talking off here about Better Call Saul and they, I mean, they did that with like Breaking Bad because obviously Saul's first appearance, like he's getting, you know, about shoved in the ground and he's like, who sent you? Was it Lacho, Nacho? Was it Lalo? And they're like basically created these characters to make that line make sense in Breaking Bad, which was obviously really clever. Whereas they could have easily, yeah, done this, you know, and obviously the excuse is like, well, back in season two, they didn't know, but then we'll, as you said, they could retcon it easily with just a throwaway line here or there. So maybe if we ever get Carlton Hughes or Damon Lindelof on, they might be like, well, yeah, we wanted to, or we did, or it's in, lost the novelization or something. Or we'll, we'll suggest and they will go, huh, that would have been good. Could you imagine if we did that? Like we're going, <laughs> like I'm sure it's not like they get a thousand fan theories every day. Um, but like the thing that like, I know JK Rowling is not exactly flavor of the month anymore, but the thing like I like about JK Rowling, what she would do on Twitter is sometimes fans would tweet her like, Oh, did Harry Potter like ever eat chicken on day seven of June in 2012? And she'd be like, yes, actually that was intent. Like she would always like kind of filling gaps that fans always had questions for. So that'd be kind of cool if Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse are doing that. JJ Abrams, if he's involved in somewhere in the world or whatever. Damon is good. Good with the fans in terms of he'll do like podcasts and that. Not this one, but um, yeah, he's good podcast ones that people listen to. But both him and Carlton, I think, have come out and have said since 2010, like we'll talk about Lost, but we're never going to talk about any sort of what were we thinking here and or did we consider that? Which in some way I respect, but I hope in like 10 years' time when it's been such a long time, I hope they sort of start to start to come out and just be a bit more open and honest about the, like we've seen that even with the James Bond recently, they started to come out and be a bit more honest about things. And so I hope we do get to that point with them, but I do respect why they do that. Yeah. I think it's like, it's either way I can respect. Cause I, yeah, I love it when you do have creators or writers or actors who are always happy to talk about something that they're very well known for and don't even, you know, get sick of it. There are some who just, yeah, like, Daniel Craig, like Sean Connery. Oh, fucking, I've moved on. Like, stop talking to me about that one thing that I did once. Matthew Fox. But then, like, yeah, others of that. But, like, at the same time, like, as much as I like how, like, J.K. Rowling does that, but I can also respect, like, yeah, what you're saying because sometimes it's like, well, this is what I we did. This is what we created. We stand by what we did, you know? Like, yeah, I could have done it this way. Yeah, I thought about this. But, like, it's not like every writer in history hasn't, like, they're writing something on a page that's going to be acted or in a book or whatever. And they've, they've probably had like, oh, okay, well, maybe they could go this way, maybe they could go that way, and who knows how it would turn out. So um, we get what we get, and Lost is beloved. It's not like it's, well, I've never watched Game of Thrones, but doesn't everyone hate the how that ended? So, like, you know, like, I feel like, like, obviously we're going to talk about this in the coming weeks, but I feel like the ending of Lost has kind of gotten better reception over the years, hasn't it? It's aged better, maybe thanks to some of these bigger shows ending on low notes. Mm. But Damon came out and was hugely a big defender of the Game of Thrones finale, and I wonder if it's because he actually liked it or if he's just like, I went through this shit of people telling me I'm the worst person in the world, so I'm going to be decent about it. 
I remember when Dexter ended and you were on the whole like haterade of how Dexter, and I was always just like, eh, sure it ended and it wasn't great, but whatever. But I still stand by the fact that that new one they did like last year was worse. Like I think it ended worse than what they did. I'd bring back Lumberjack Dexter. That was way better than how they ended last year. Did you, did you watch all of it? Yeah. We might yeah. need to do an episode on endings, but we are getting to uh, an ending, but that's going to be a busy episode too. Yeah, exactly. Are you hosting that? Uh, yeah, you are. Good luck with that. Um, so uh, we next see poor old Hurley's depressed. He's eating a family. <laughs> give me a bucket of family size. <laughs> Have you like, again, like I, I know you don't eat fast food anymore, but like have you ever just gone into a fast food place and just ordered shit because you were just like, fuck it, like just whatever? Not uh, fast food, but this some of these Korean delivery apps uh, sometimes can be the death of me. Yeah, I've I've definitely had a period in my life, and this used to be why I was so fat. Or I would go to like McDonald's like two o'clock in the morning and just like fucking order like, and I'm like, oh, I won't be able to eat that. Fuck it, I'll force it down. Um, so yeah, which yeah. Well, no. well, I I fall into the trouble of sometimes these uh. Delivery apps as a minimum, and I live alone, so I'm like, well, I'll get, I'll get dinner for tonight, and then I'll get dinner for tomorrow, and then I'll eat the first dinner, and then I'll have some couple of beers, and then I'll be like, mm, just pick it this second, dinner, and next thing yeah. I know, I've eaten two dinners. I do That's that like because happens more keto, frequent than I'd care to admit. You get you get full quite easily on keto, so I'll often, like, cook something big. And go, okay, cool, well, that's for tomorrow night for dinner. Yeah, later on, I'm just like, eh, why not? Like, I can eat the rest of that. Like, it's been three hours. But so we're eating a family bucket. Just another side note, are you a chicken without bone or chicken with bone person? Boneless. Skin, boneless? Was that? Boneless. Yeah, me too. Thank you. We agree on food for once. And are you a skin on, or skin on off or, or skin off? Um... I used to not like the skin of chicken when I was a kid, but I, I'll eat it with the skin. I'm a skin off guy, but I'm definitely a boneless. I'm not a fan of meat on bone. Like it just, it's, you know, ribs. Korean fried chicken, I don't think you're getting away with skin off. Oh, okay. Do, you, do they do boneless Korean fried chicken? Yeah, but the Koreans do prefer bone. They say it's really? fresher, but I always hmm. order the bone. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not a bone fan. Um, more for boneless? Ripped off. Her, her, yeah, well, I guess it's got a... Take time to remove the bones. Get it right? off the bone. Uh, but poor old Hurley here is eating a whole bucket of chicken and then who's here? Oh, it's Desmond. Can I, like, one thing That's I love. When, when they all get here and they're basically like, oh, you were on the flight. Like, you like whenever you catch a flight, you went away last week. I don't know if you caught a plane. Did you catch a plane last week or did you catch a train or something? A bus, sure. But, like, if you caught a plane. Like, or even your bus. I'm sure your bus was like bus number 72J to Seoul or wherever you went. Like, I never remember the flight number. Like, I love how they're like, were you on Oceanic Flight A15? Like, I was like, huh, what flight was that? Like, oh, from Sydney. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, like, when you fill in your customs form, you've always got to put in your flight number. I just know what time it's leaving, what scene I'm in. I don't know that I'm on, like, Qantas QF72 to, like, LA. So I love how everyone automatically remembers their flight number. But Desmond's like, oh... You were on the flight last week. It's like, yeah, oh, so what? Um, <laughs> as you said, fat shames him. Um, and <laughs> I'm even on Lostpedia. Desmond points out to Hugo he's eating a lot of chicken. <laughs> wow. Uh, Desmond, Desmond is the dick of the week this week. 
It says he eats when he depressed. Um, and then basically Hugo's all like, oh, I met an amazing woman. Um, and that, oh, but it's, you know, she's crazy. I love Desmond. He's just basically like, well, bitches be crazy. Am I right? <laughs> like, aren't they all a little bit crazy? <laughs> I'm like, I wonder um, if that line would have made the cut now. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But Desmond's basically like, you should um, follow your gut and see why you know each other. To which then his order number gets called, called number 42. Oh, that's me, brother. Uh, what do you think Desmond orders from Mr. Clark's? Like a, I don't know, he's a like, chicken wrap? Getting, he's getting the thing on the menu that, like, most regulars never get. Like, you know, when someone goes to McDonald's and orders a fillet fish, 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 fillet fish. fish. <laughs> and he, sorry, he's, it's, getting, he's getting a fillet fish. You know, it's not a fillet fish, it's a fillet fish. Uh, oh, but, yeah, uh, sure it is. What was that episode where we talked about the fillet fish? That was Survivor. <laughs> I always remember that. That was hilarious. Um, so, yes, uh, number 42 reference there. So, Hurley then goes to the uh, mental institution to see the doctor, Dr. Brooks, and is all like, oh, I want to see Libby. And he's like, no. And he's like, well, your rec room sucks. Have $100,000. <laughs> Which, again, why can't she see people when she's there voluntarily? Like, it's not like she's been committed against her will and is a high-risk patient. She's there voluntarily. She should get to do what she wants. She's um, not there voluntarily, and she really is just pregnant. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Hurley sees her, and um, he doesn't remember her. Um, and then she's all like, oh, you know, it won't make sense. And she says like, oh, I see a, I see a plane crash and, uh, we were on an island and I think we liked each other. And I think you might've been at this clinic and like, I, like, I like this cause it's sweet and it's, you know, nice. And they're trying to get back together. But again, I just put yourself in the shoes. Like if I met some hot chick and she was saying like, oh my God, like I knew you, you were like on a, on an island. I would probably fall for that because if somebody's hot is paying that much attention to me. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Natalie Portman. I definitely agree with you. But, um, I like her and Hurley asks her on a date and then they go on their mm-hmm. beach day. And I like They this. finally get to have their picnic that they never got to have. Oh, and I love, like, the line when she says, like, oh, I feel like this is a date that we were meant to have. Um, and it's, <laughs> oh. And then, like, nice little Hurley moment when he's like, oh, I don't know why you're here. Like, because look at me. And, like, Cynthia Watrous doesn't fat shame Hurley. Leans in and starts making out with him. Fuck you, Desmond. Uh, that could have been Desmond if he used his words a bit better. Yeah, let's ship Desmond and Hurley. There's a good couple. Um, Hurley's definitely the top. But um, And then as they kiss, he starts to get the flashbacks and then he remembers everything. And he's like, I don't think you're crazy. As Desmond's watching. Desmond's getting off watching him make out. Aww, I think it I'll just, needs to lay your fish. Before we talk about obviously the other flash sideways scene, which is kind of random, but uh, I mean this is sweet. You got to like this scene. Yeah, it's a very touching scene, and finally Libby and Hurley get to have their moment. Um, so as much as I'm complaining about the wasted opportunity, I do think it is a great scene. Um, and then yeah, we get to see Hurley wake up, but we still don't know what this thing is. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Hurley wakes up pretty early compared to a lot of the other survivors uh, so it is kind of a big sort of moment in the flash sideways we had happily ever after and now we're moving into people things are starting to happen we just don't know what I uh, don't- but yeah it's a great moment even even though i have some issue I don't know if we talked about it much back when, you know, they were hanging out on the island what back in season 2 season 3 whatever season that was was it, was it season 2 3 Two, yeah, thank you. Um, but like, they've got great chemistry. These two, um, 
believable they couple. Do, they do have great chemistry, and I'm nitpicking here. And I, I know I'm not a romantic, but like they were together on the island for about twelve days, and they're going to spend the rest of eternity together. <laughs> like well, they, maybe maybe try living together first. Shannon and Saeed, but let's not get into that. Um, but it's like the one thing that I like about this and how they do this. It's like. Hurley's the butt of so many fat jokes and things like that. Like, you know, in a, in a day and age when you can't really make jokes about certain things anymore, which, fair enough, you shouldn't, but, like, still fat people seem to give you the butt of jokes. And you and I as both former fatties, like, we can get a bit offensive with this, but, like, I do like how they kind of have, like, a bigger guy. Like, I cannot think of any other TV show or even movies where you have a bigger male character who has a love story, and I think that's great. And it's, like, it's a natural love story. Like, it's a, it's a nice... Here. Billy, well, yeah, him and Candace just got together all the time. But, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I feel because, like, yeah, like I'm not trying to play that card. But I'm trying to play that card. But, like, I still feel like, you know, the bigger female character is all, you know, empowering. Like, bigger women are beautiful. So that's a real thing out there that has been embraced. But still waiting for the bigger men is a is a <laughs> campaign. So, uh, yeah, props to lot. Billy is a unique character, not even... I wouldn't even say it a trailblazer because it hasn't even really taken off. It wasn't like no. he was the first of these sort of archetype character. He is unique in television. It's a, this is a dumb comparison. You'll laugh at me, but I mean, if you remember the movie, like Nutty Professor, like that kind of had a bit at the end with Jada Pinkett not getting slapping around because of Will Smith, but hooking up with Eddie Murphy. So, um, yeah. Anyway, but. I don't, like, why do we have this random added flash sideways thing at the end? Like, I don't get this. They just couldn't fit it into next week, surely. Couldn't they open next week with this? Like, it's what? That's literally- I think it, if I had to guess, I would think it was supposed to be in next week's episode. Unless it's, like- they needed a cliffhanger. But I feel you literally could open, like, this just feels so random because all of a sudden it's just like, oh, Desmond drives off and it's like, oh, and then all of a sudden you've got old gummy Joe in his wheelchair. <laughs> like, I shouldn't laugh, but there's just little, little gummy Joe in his wheelchair crossing the street. Like, go, go little gummy Joe, you can do it. Ben, Ben's just defending, like, when are we going to get the fat uh, men acceptance? Uh, instantly, two minutes later, mocking the disabled. <laughs> Everyone loves Ben. I'm not. I'm not mocking him. It's just I don't know. Um, but you got. Yeah, you've got no mocking to me. But Ben's gonna relate to this thing because you got old Pedo Desmond sitting outside of the school. Yeah, I do he's love. He's creepy in the afterlife. I don't like, like him. Fair point. Like he's obviously not looking at the kids. He's looking at old Gummy Joe going across the road. But like, I love Ben here. Hello there. Hello. How you doing? Good. Got a kid here. No, my son's coming. I love Ben's reply. What's your kid's name? Charlie. <laughs> Why is he like showing like, what's your kid's name? Like, protector of the, the children. This is coming on you, Ben. You've got what's a face like coming after you, like old creepy uh, daughter in the afterlife. He's coming um, to your house. Yeah, exactly. And it, don't trust somebody by the name of Ben around children. That's just uh, asking for trouble. Uh, he is right to be suspicious of Desmond. Like, yeah. This is oh, creepy. No, He's good job here, Ben, like uh, protecting it. But I've got to say, though, if this was a random woman sitting there, they probably wouldn't ask a question. Just saying. Oh, you're you know. really on the uh, men men's rights train this week, aren't you? Did something happen? Or- <laughs> <laughs> I was accused Again. of being a pedophile while being fat. Uh- <laughs> Again, just because I'm a I'm a fat male, um, 
<laughs> okay, I've, I've talked about this before, but we know that Colin's uh, weird bad thing to laugh at is people catching fire. Mine is always people getting hit by cars. <laughs> you play Grand Theft Auto with me. You went around bashing cats, but then you also drive around and just hitting people. And I just love this bit when, like, Gummy Joe's crossing the road all of a sudden, Des is like, boom. <laughs> Gummy Joe goes flying over the bonnet. Desert looks in the mirror and has a bit of a smile to which then all of a sudden Ben's like, call 911, call 911. And, oh, no, Gummy Joe, nearly dead. Now, obviously, this is random. We're going, what the fuck? I remember watching this the first time. We're like, what the fuck but obviously this is going to make sense because desmond's trying to get him into the hospital to meet jack and get them all together because you know the afterlife but um (laughs) just something about somebody getting hit by a car flying around that's hilarious um but yeah it's random it's a cliffhanger like what are we meant to expect that gummy joe i mean we don't know it's the afterlife i guess but i mean oh no gummy joe could be dead in the place that he's already technically dead you are right to laugh because I don't think it's supposed to be comedic, but the scene does not play overly serious. There's just something very soap opery about it that just make does make you laugh. So I don't I don't blame you for laughing. Um, but yeah, if, can you imagine when we were introduced to Desmond in season two that if you told someone, oh yeah, in four seasons he's going to run over Locke in a wheelchair like outside of a school. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not one of lost all-time greatest cliffhangers. You, you, you talked, I think, a couple of weeks ago about how like is there only one hospital in LA? So like, uh, it is kind of like, what if they took him to the other hospital? Like, that's quite a big leap. Des, couldn't you have just said to Des, uh, to Locke, like, oh, can I introduce you to my friend? Or like, surely there's another way, Des. Come on, I think Desmond's getting off on all of this missions that he's doing. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I think he is. He's just uh, loving every second of it. But um, I'd like to know how they film this scene. Like, you know, stunt double in wheelchair goes flailing over a bonnet. Because uh, usually when you see, like, these scenes of, like, people getting hit by cars, like, obviously, like, the stuntman jumps onto the bonnet to, in a way that it looks like they're being hit. Or stunt woman, stunt person. And it looks like they're, they're flying over the bonnet. So, like, it's kind of like, well, how do they do that with a stunt person in a wheelchair? Like, it's... Very. Oh, they they killed a guy. <laughs> That's why Damon Lindelof's like, I won't talk about lost uh, the things that could have happened uh, for another few years. But um, anyway, uh, do you want to talk about Hurley's group or the Man in Black's group first? Oh, neither really. Um... <laughs> the end. The, lost. The, I, I do feel like the Flash Sideways is kind of the better parts of this. Um... Let's do mm. Hurley so we can do the eulogy to get that out of the way. Oh, do we have to eulogize her, really? Like, can't we just celebrate instead? Um, Hurley's at the at Boone's Hill having a good old chat with Libby. And I, I like the little... I like the bit when he's like, oh, so all these people have, like, visited me. So, you know, if you want to visit me, that would be nice. Um, Dick Alana, come on, we're going to go. All right. Whose grave is that? Oh, woman, we were going to go on a date. And we were like, fill up. Sorry. And she just walks off. <laughs> you deserve to get Not blown up. Like that. Yeah. Oh, God, it's just like, okay. Uh, but then all of a sudden we hear whispers and who appears? It's Michael. Yay. <laughs> uh, I like Michael appearing. 
<laughs> then the whistle is just whoa, whoa. <laughs> He's like, shut up, Michael. Um, and Michael is like, you can't get everyone. Uh, like, don't um get everybody basically going to the plan. Well, he doesn't say that yet. But he's going to say that. Um, uh, no, he does say that. He says, uh, doesn't matter because if Hurley blows up the plane, a lot of people will die. Uh, and people are listening to you now, Hurley, and it will be your fault. Um, which, do I understand That's this? Why? Full on. Your like, fault. But, like, why does he want to stop him from blowing up the plane? Wouldn't he want him to stop him blowing? Like, or is he on the man in black side? Or is this meant to be the man in black? No, this is Michael. But I don't understand, like, doesn't shouldn't they want to blow up because they don't want the man in black to escape? So why does he want him to stop him from getting off the island? Because they end up going on the plane in the end. Ah, so that's their way of getting off the plane. Yeah, but if they blow up, then they can't get off. Submarine? They don't have a suicide bomber on it? <laughs> wow. Yeah. We've seen how that worked out. Um, but I love Jack showing up, our hero. Who are you talking to? Nobody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wanted him to tell Jack like, oh it's Michael but Alana basically when she was like talking to her like we've got to go to the Black Rock and get dynamite like how does everyone know about like the Black Rock like is this just like is it on a thing surely they're going to run out of dynamite eventually a lot of people yeah. are going to the Black Rock for dynamite like Russo should have been charging <laughs> she's sitting there hello would you like some dynamite that's $50 a stick um <laughs> So, I love this scene. <laughs> Alana's all, she's come back from the Black Rock. She's already back. Like, how she hasn't blown up already? Like, the way she's carrying that bag as it is. Convenient plot points is dynamite. But she's all like, I've got the dynamite. We've got to destroy the plane before nightfall. I've got four sticks. This should be enough. And I love Hurley's just like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. Uh, and then Alana's like, no, we're going to stop the thing from leaving. And Jacob told Richard this is how he wants to do. And then basically she puts the bag down, boom, kablooey. She gets arts everywhere, uh, which I just, I wanted, like, the way they cut to Hurley, like, looking up, why doesn't we get a flashback to Hurley going, dude, like, you know, like, just have a nice old throwback. But, um, oh, this is a great scene, isn't it? Uh, no. Uh, um... I have so many. I when I watched this the first time, I had so many issues with this. Um, uh, it frustrates me so much. Like, for one, like, kill her off, fine. But are you really going to do a repeat of a joke? Like, it sort of cheapens the arts thing if you're now doing it again. Like, it's so lazy. Like, come on, you're doing the exact same dynamite joke death. Um, and it just comes out of nowhere, which it was fine with the art stuff because that was such a tense sort of fun scene, which was played brilliant, brilliantly. Um, I just, I, she is not a great character, but I don't see why she had to die. Just have her there and in the background and then she's on the plane and she gets away at the end, like, or she stays on the island in the end. Like, it seemed a bit... Like, why bring her in if you like it's pointless to even have her in the first place? Um, hmm. so I, I hate the repeat joke. If you are going to kill her off, at least have it be some sort of thing related to the man in black, like have the man in black kill her or in a like vicious, sort of deadly, sort of horrible way or Widmore or something. Uh, and just to then be like all of the survivors, like, yeah, 
and then be like, I guess, I guess she was done. They really it's don't just, care, do uh, they? <laughs> no, none of them give a shit at all. But Which that sums her up because her no character. one should give a shit about her character. She's a terrible character. She will always be maybe the most frustrating aspect of Lost to me in terms of characters because there was so much potential and so much mystery. And why even have her if you're going to kill her off like this? She did nothing in the show. Mm. Uh, only uh, Zoe does less than her. That just give her a flashback and give her, or at least give her something and have this big reveal. She's Jacob's daughter or give her some sort of purpose. So she's here. Again, the actress is not great. There's sort of this mystery that they never really do anything with, and then they just kill her off. Like, they knew they had three seasons of this show left to film. They knew how many episodes they had left. So it's not a good enough excuse to say, oh, we had her, but then realised we didn't have enough time. Like, that's not a good... That's a fine excuse in season two or season three, but not in the last season. So... Ah, everything about this annoys me. And there was just so much potential with this character that just never got to be anything. I actually agree with everything you say. The reason I love this scene is because Alana dies. Um, But, like, it's, I mean, that's the the reason why. But the reason why I don't like her is based on everything that you said. It's got nothing to do with the actress. It's just this character is just pointless. I always forget she's a thing. And when she's on screen, she's just annoying. She's just just not good. And it's just like, you know, it's kind of like with Diet Tina Fey. Like, it's just it's just like, well, what's the point? And it's just like, okay, you're shit. And it's just, okay, sure. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, I prefer Charlotte over Alana. I don't even like Charlotte. So, you know, at least well, you get something with Charlotte. considered to be a main character. She is credited Why? as a main character. Oh, so I mean, she should have had more. If you got, I mean, I guess I can pull a page up here. I guess we should eulogize her then if she's a main character. But, like, it's just, it's just, I don't have anything else to say on her because she's just, ugh, I've never liked her and she's just annoying. Um, Z- oh, God, can I even pronounce the actress's name? Zulika Robinson. Um, so she's got a pretty in depth page for somebody who, you know, um, shouldn't even be. She comes back. We see her again, though, don't we? Don't like, isn't she in something? Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I know we she, see her next week, but like, don't we see her in something else? No, no, okay, maybe not. I thought she was, she, I thought she was at the church, but never mind. Um, she's one of 13 main characters to not have their name appear in a soundtrack title, okay? Uh, she's in 16 episodes. Wow, um, Alana died in the original timeline, and everybody loves Hugo, yep, we know that. 14th main character to die and the fourth main character who is not a passenger of flight 815. Who are the other three, Noah, that weren't, who are main characters and weren't passengers? Wait, can you say it one more time? I wasn't listening. Alana was the 14th main character to die and the fourth main character who was not a passenger of flight 815. So who are the other three? Faraday. Yep. Charlotte. Yep. To die, did you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, Faraday, Charlotte, Julia. Correct. Good job. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot of things here. I love how they always have like the the character met these people. Um, she was on the same plane as Kate. However, she never spoke to her. Uh, cool. Um, her casting call 
was for the very first season five, she was originally meant to appear because you left. She was described as Alana, a European female in her late 20s, early 30s, who possesses great intelligence, but who is also dangerous. She was alluring and apparently accustomed to getting her own way. Sounds like Noah to me. Um, yeah, God, there's a lot here. I don't know. Anything unanswered questions? Where and when did she first meet Jacob? How did she get severely burnt? Um, so I did, there are still, remember we lost the theories page. There are theories page, but they're always buried deep in like certain pages because they've got a whole theories page on Alana here, but, uh, she could be Alex from an alternate timeline. <laughs> oh, okay. Be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's Richard Albert's daughter, but does not know it. Um, <laughs> no, Richard does not make love. Any, anything else to add? Uh, wasted opportunity. One of the more frustrating. If they ever do the last extended universe, then maybe we'll get some comic book or something. But yeah, uh, just more frustrating than anything. And don't, uh, don't like. What does Jack say? Like, you're not John Locke. You disrespect his memory by wearing his face. Like, you're not Leslie Art. You disrespect his memory by shitting on his memorable death. Ah, Leslie Art. Oh, so oh, she's got a uh, website. ZalikaRobinsonOnline.com um, Welcome to the official website of Zalika Robinson. We hope you enjoy the information on this site. We have tried to collect photos and articles of Zalika's past, present, and future. Ooh, she was in Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan Season 4. Um, she was from London, England. Um, she was in The X-Files. Uh, oh, she was in Lost. She was in Homeland. Um, and Law and Order, SVU. There you go. Of course she was. Um, What's her most recent credit? uh, Her most that is a great question. Uh, She was most recently in Evil, a TV series. She was in the episode of F is for Fire. She played Evil. Isn't that the Michael Emerson one, or am I making? I think it is. You are right. Wow, Um, the big Zuleika Robinson Michael Emerson reunion. It is Uh, Michael Emerson's fourth build in that one. So there you go. Um, I will say that she not only was in Law and Order SVU, she was obviously a pretty major character in Law and Order SVU. She was in eight episodes of it. Oh, she's she's broken the mold. She's not just a one episode person. Um, and if Half people want episodes wanna, of Lost, she was in. She's on Instagram, uh, Zalika Robinson. Uh, she's only got eleven point six thousand followers. And the last post, a picture of a dog. So uh, <laughs> there you go. All right. Ilana. Rip Alana. Just go away. Uh, but I do love the next scene. Hurley just going through a stash, finds what Jacob's ashes basically and uh, keeps it. Um, and then Richard's all like, we're going to go get more dynamite. And Jack's like, maybe the message here is that dynamite is too dangerous. I like that line. And Richard's like, oh, Alana would have died for nothing if we don't do it. It's like, well, who gives a shit? None of you cared about her when she died five minutes ago. So what does it matter? No one cares. Literally no one. Like, at least with arts, it's like, dude, you've got arts on you. And they're like, oh, my God, arts. This is literally like, boom. All right, let's go get more dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Richard summing up the audience. Um, Hurley's all like, yes, I agree with Richard. Let's go get dynamite. Um, ben, wasted Ben. Like, what does Ben do in this episode? Call 911 and then just gets like a cool little line here where it's just basically like, you know, oh, don't you think it's like ironic that she was brought to the island and then basically tells everyone about the candidates and then gets blown up. Uh, so like, I know Ben's that, worst episode, probably. Yeah, he's, Ben's not doing much recently. Like, 
been so wasted in this season. Are we talking much about this? What's happening to Michael Emerson in this season? Is he getting in evil mode? What's he doing? I mean, most of the cast is wasted in this season, let's be honest. What was the show, the one, was it Persons Unwanted or whatever the missing? Persons of Interest. Yeah, whatever it was that he did, good for him. Uh, wasted, wasted. Michael Emerson, wasted. The co-star in that show came out to be one of like those QAnon people oh, wow. and like was saying like, oh, the deep Hollywood, deep state, blah, 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 did a Trump rally speech thing. So Michael Emerson's keeping some good company. Yeah, maybe that's why he's gone into hiding. He's ashamed. Oh, he's a good a, man. That's why he went into evil. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's just typecasting himself now. Uh, but I, I like this scene when they get to the Black Rock, and uh, Richard's like, "Where's Hurley?" He's like, oh, "I thought he was up front with you." Like, says that to Jack, and Hurley comes running out. Run, run, boom! Um, uh, come on, this is so Rock. silly. Like the thing that is like silly about this is the fact that when it blows up, you see planks of wood like getting thrown across the air. None of them just happen to like impale any of our main cast. You know, luckily. Um, I wanted, like, a skeleton to, like, come flying out yeah. and Richard be like, oh, oh that was Juan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like him. Um, a good old angry Nestor Carbonell here, like, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? <laughs> I do love Richard in this episode. Angry yeah, Richard, Richard. Since he's had his episode, Richard's good. Like, I mean, he's always yeah, been like, good, but just, like, I like Nestor angry Carbonell. Richard. Yeah, good on you. The eyeliner's working. Um <laughs> But uh, basically, uh, he said that Michael told him to do it. Uh, Michael's one of the dead people that comes to yell at him. Is this where, um, yeah, I love this line here where Miles is like, why do you do whatever the dead people say to you? And I love Hurley says that dead are more reliable than the living. Like, yep, all right, good line. I mean, if someone I knew who had died came to me and told me to do something, I probably would do it because (laughs) You don't believe in ghosts, so all of a sudden you're like, fuck, they're real. <laughs> because, as I said before, I'm very anti-ghost, so if a ghost actually came to me, I think I would probably, yeah, that's yeah. Re- quite reliable. That's a good point. I'd be that way. Like, you know, say, like, I, I'm not religious, I'm an atheist, but, like, if all of a sudden Jesus appeared to me, I'd be like, oh, well, I was wrong. Fair enough. <laughs> what do you want, Jesus? Like, if I die, when I die, and I go and I, I end up in heaven, I'd be like, Fuck. All right, well, I got lucky. I still ended up in heaven, even though I don't believe in it. Like, you know, I'm like, all right. Are you going to send me a message or haunt me? I'd haunt you. I'd be like, I would haunt you because I'd be like, oh, see, told you we're real. (laughs) Haunt me in a nice way, not like a scary poltergeist. Like, leave me a a bickey or something. It's like, well, that's a good point. Like, why are ghosts always portrayed as evil? Like, I'm sure if you die and you're a ghost, you could be nice. You could just be like, Hey, I don't want to go to my friends and leave them little pressies. Yeah, like, Noah, look what I can do. Like, woo. <laughs> Let's be honest, I'd still be recording this show. We'd still be recording Lost. <laughs> if you died, you'd still get the Facebook notification like, this weekend, find out how the host react to Ben's death and what does Ben have to say about the aftermath. Uh, let's be honest, I'd still get tweeted by Max Dawson saying that I'm a racist. So, like, you know, whatever. Like, things wouldn't change if I was dead or alive. So, you know, it happens. Um, <laughs> the year is 2083. Ben is 90... What would that make me? 96, and he's finally died. But he's back to host the finale of Lost, finally, after 60 years. Noah no. is available to record the finale. <laughs> um, now starting all the 17 reboots that started the Lost Cinematic Universe. Claire, the untold story. Alana. 
it's so sad that we are just that little bit too old that we aren't going to live in three different centuries. Just that little bit too old. You could. Um, I would be 105. Like, look at the yeah. way I drink. <laughs> Touche. I mean, if I made it to 114, I could. Um, it's not impossible. Um, My liver's not making it to 114 I, and your brain brain is not making it to 84. No, but, like, that's the thing. Like, I'd, I'd love to live to 100. I think that would be a cool milestone, but, like, not, like, invalid 100. Like, you know, like... Sadly, my grandma recently is, you know, she's been she's been put into a home and it's, it's it's like sad. You go there and you visit and it's just kind of like, oh, like this is possibly what's waiting for us. And like my grandma's only, what, 88? Um, so like it's not like she's like 99 or like 107. Like, I mean, it's you can go at any point. So it's like, oh, I'd love to live to 100, but I also don't want to be that person at 100 to like feed me mashed peas with a spoon. I'm like, I don't like peas. Um, so I don't know. I'll keep that in mind. I won't feed you anything. Good. So, I don't know, would you rather live to 100 or, like, I don't know, go out at a sprightly 60 or, in your case, probably 29? 80, 90, uh, 92 is good. Yeah. I mean, I guess when we're getting older, like, medicine's getting better, right? So, like, I mean, they always say humans are probably going to live to about 140 in, like, 200 years. Time oh, really? <laughs> Fuck, this episode's going long enough. <laughs> I know it drinks. (laughs) I love how you're like, I don't eat fast food. It's like, yeah, but I drink. Uh (laughs) No, I don't eat fast food franchise chains. I eat a lot of bulls when I'm drinking. (laughs) Um, That's the best time when you're drunk, right? I know you think that I am, but I'm not Oh, no, I think you're perfect. You're the the most perfect of all the co-hosts on the old network. Well, you and Nick. Nick's pretty good. You're uh, probably Nick. You're you're just uh, campaigning for someone to feed you mushy peas. It's not going to work. If somebody fed me mushy peas, I'd shove it up your ass. Like, fuck off. Um, I mean, Jamie's got it together. I mean, she married Colin, though. They might be into that. Yeah, Jared, Jared Lubick, he's pretty together. He just bought a house, so, you know. More than one of us. you and I. Well, done. I guess Colin owns a house. I'm sure Nick Nick owns his house. I mean, a lot yeah, of us own Colin. houses. You and I don't. <laughs> oh, I, apparently it pays well, the Oz Network, but I've not been seeing that. I'm paying don't for think, air don't think Rocky, Rocky owns a house. <laughs> so know. the three of us put in, we can each own a third of our house. Oh. <sighs> God. That's a reality a show waiting to happen. Got to get a job first. Um, again, this doesn't pay. Patreon us, people, and maybe I can afford a house. No, I can afford $80 air conditioners. I lose my shit when I get overcharged $5 by Dimmix um, and 70 cents at Banjos. Um, fuck you, Banjos. Charge me 70 cents for invisible cream. Uh, anyway, uh, so the Black Rock's blown up. It's a cool, like... We often rip into the special effects of Lost. Now, I'm not saying this is like Star Wars A New Hope level of special effects, but it's... A solid explosion with flying pieces of wood, right? Better than the submarine. It's better. It's better than the uh, polar bear. Um, yeah. So, so Hurley here is like has a bit of a standoff with Richard. It's all like, um, you know, oh no, we can't go there because Jacob. We've got to go talk to Locke because Jacob said so. Which I love, Richard. Bullshit. What is? What did Jacob tell me that the island was? I don't have to prove anything to you. We're going to see Locke. <laughs> I, I like the moment, but I don't like Richard. Jacob told me what the island, because I can't tell if J- Richard is like bluffing and trying to trick, 
Like, couldn't it have been something a bit more personal? Like, Jacob told me, like, what he's got on his left ass cheek or, like, something like what the <laughs> island is. It just seems like a bit, bit like, too, yeah. too broad and too lazy of a thing to use there. Uh, but to, this to, kind to... of is the sort of setup of Hurley and where his story will end in the finale. This is sort of beginning of that. I was going to say, it'd be so funny that, like, if Jacob really was there and then basically Jacob tells him and he goes, the island is purgatory, you're all dead. I'm like, oh, well, let's sum that up. Boom, lost, the end. (laughs) Hawaii. Yeah. It's Oahu in Hawaii. Uh, But I love Hurley Live when he's like, you can either come with me or you can keep trying to blow stuff up. So Richard's all like, I'm going to go to the Dharma Dharma barracks and get grenades and stuff. Yeah. and that if anything, if that thing leaves the island, it's over. Everything. Which, again, as we kind of talked about in the last few weeks, like, well, how big of a threat is he? Like, we don't really know what else it is besides that. Um, ben and Miles join Richard and everyone else goes with Hurley. And this trio that goes off, they're going to be off in that group until the finale. Like, they're we don't not see them. Gonna- no, no, we see them, but they're not going to see any of the main characters or anything until the finale. Oh, well, that's sad. Yeah, Miles so gets this off. Weird little, weird little trio of uh, Richard, Miles, and Ben off to go and hang out at the barracks. Miles doesn't die, doesn't he? He gets off the island, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, sometimes I'm just thinking like, remember people who die. And like, I know Richard's on the plane. Like, I can't wait to that scene in the last episode. Richard on a plane. Like, Richard doesn't know what a plane <laughs> is. Like, oh, what's this? Like, Richard's probably taking off, going, ah, I'm flying. Like, what the hell's going on? Um, but I love Sun here. Remember, Sun doesn't talk uh, to Lapitas, and Sun's all like, you know, have we made a mistake? And Lapitas, you know, oh, probably made a mistake. I like the scene between um, Hurley and Jack here. Um, because Hurley's just basically like, yeah, like Hurley, say that again. This bit of the episode. Yeah. Hurley basically says, you know, like, oh, I was lying. I didn't see Jacob back there. And Jack's all like, this is a great Jack moment where Jack's basically like, yeah, I know. Um, and then isn't like Hurley like, like, why are you being so like certain way? And Jack's just basically like, well, ever since I got Juliet killed, um, all I wanted to do is fix it, but I now know that I can't. Um, and as hard as it is for us to let other people lead, our hero, the boss, uh, he's like, maybe I should let this go, uh, which I think is great. Like, it's, I mean, you are yeah. very indifferent on Jack, but, I mean, this is a great sort of realisation for Jack moment here. I feel like that's been when any, anyone else has to host an episode. Um, <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> let the control True. go. True. Um but yeah, uh, it is a great. It's such a great. Like Jack has one of the best character arcs in this show, and this is kind of his his whole thing was about he needed to fix everyone and everything, and he's coming to the realization I can't fix everything and I can't fix anyone. And you can really tell this season that Juliet's death is playing on his mind because he did screw that up. He is responsible for Juliet's death. Um. It is such a great Jack moment, and Jorge and Matthew Fox are great here. Um, and we'll get a bit more of that next week with Jack and the whole Juliet thing too and following orders. And it, it's it's so good because you can watch this scene back after knowing how it ends and see, oh, Jack and Hurley were together at the end where he hands over the control to Hurley. So this is such a sort of subtle 
kind of character drop to how the show is going to end. That's a good point. I like that. Um, I also like here Hurley basically going like, yeah, I don't know what we should say to Locke. And Jack's just like, oh, he'll do all the talking. Um, and then Hurley's like, oh, going to see uh, Jack is his idea. But then Jack, uh, see Locke is his idea. But then Jack's like, oh, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to do exactly what you ask. And uh, Hurley then say, like, I have no idea where we're going, which I always wonder, like, there's not like a map. I mean, talk about maps. We'll see a great map next week from Locke. Um, <laughs> but uh, we hear whispers again and Hurley goes to see what it is. And, oh, there's old Michael again. Is this Michael's last scene? Yeah. Yeah, I thought this might have been Michael's last scene. Um, so we find out that the whispers are basically, I think that was a question that we had answered, uh, asked many seasons ago. Uh, so, cause Hurley's basically like, oh, um, are those whispers basically, uh, people like you? And he says like, yes, it's people who can't move on, which, okay. So just on that, wasn't there like after Boone had died, wasn't it like when people had isolated the audio, like Boone was literally there, like saying something. So is this like a foreshadow, like what you're saying before about how they could have thrown in a line here? People who can't move on. So is that kind of the fact that these people in the afterlife, the flash sideways, aren't moving on? Like, is this meant to be a thing? Because otherwise that makes no sense. That Boom was not being able to move on, but Boom's in the afterlife. So I don't know. Am I reading too much into that? Yeah, I I do. Like, I've joked in the rest of the season about how, like, oh, how does Kiwi get to end up in the afterlife? And to be fair... It's not just because Michael was bad. It's because Michael has that guilt. Um, mm. But, yeah, you just have to think it doesn't really play that well. And there are so many characters who could fit into that. Um, so, like, I don't know. I think it would have been so much more satisfying if Michael was in the off, in the sideways and we got the characters waking up and confronting him. And maybe he doesn't go to the church, but... Having him on the island, uh, it's just iffy. And if he had shown up in the flash sideways and Hurley wakes up and then sees Michael and like, oh, my God, Michael. And because we see Ben doesn't go into the church too. Um, but, yeah, I just, like, and I was laughing at this because does that mean in the flash sideways, like, Walt is alone on the plane? Yeah. What happens when <laughs> they land in L.A.? Walt! Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh this whisper thing, yes, they gave us an answer at season six. It just feels so tacked on to the episode. Like, let, oh, shit, we didn't talk about the whisper. Ah, uh, okay, let's just see Michael randomly pop up. Um, definitely in the past, we've talk, looked at the transcripts of the whispers. The whispers 100% always were something to do with death. Like, there's so many clues in the whispers that they were to do with death. But I don't know about this is an answer that the whispers are people who couldn't move on. So they're whispering around the Island. Um, it doesn't really explain why they always showed up when the others would show up, like when Ethan would show up or it, it's a bit clunky. So yes, it's an answer. And if they didn't answer it, everyone would be saying, Oh my God, they never answered. What are the whispers? Blah, blah, blah. So yes, it's an answer, but it, and it always was something to do with death. We even had, at one point, I think wasn't even they were talking about Boone and Shannon in the whispers at one point after mm. they died. But so there was always an element that yes, this is connected to death. And I appreciate that that kind of carried on. But at the same time, it's like, yes, thanks for giving us the answer, but I 
it just feels like they're like, shit, we need an answer. Oh, <laughs> let's make the whispers Michael. I don't know. It doesn't play for me. Which it's, I mean, we eulogise Michael already, so we don't need to eulogise him when they come back and like flashback. But like it's... um. Fun to see him though. I always liked Michael. I always liked Harold, and he was always one of my favourite characters. Um, so, yeah, I like it that we get. But yeah, I'm with you. It'd be nice to have him in the church because Walt's not in the church, is he? We don't ever get to see Walt again, do we? No, because like I mean, he's old now. Michael, he's David in the Killer. apple. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. He is too, isn't he? Are we gonna like? Do we cover that separately? We're we just gonna cover that within the finale, I think. Right? No, nothing. That's gonna yeah. be way too much going on in the finale. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. When, the, the, epilogue, the epilogue's only like 10 minutes long, though, isn't it, right? So we can cover that. Yeah, not in the final. We've got too much. Well, I guess we could do it in the just the season six recap, maybe, because it's not. We've also got all of the webisodes that we've never covered, so maybe we can do just one episode on all this other stuff. I think when, what we did on Breaking Bad is I think we just, because um, there was one of the seasons in between Breaking Bad that had a bunch of like little webisodes, and we just... I think it was a, the pilot, the premiere episode of that season. So I think what we can maybe do is just in the season six or the series recap, we can just talk about them if we need. Because I, I, I think I've only seen the epilogue once, but it's not even really essential. You don't need to see it. Like, it's just, yeah. We should cover it. The we, we fun, though. Yeah. Like, we'll, we will. Because, like, I know, like, in 24, we're, we're close to them having the prequels. They have, like, like, season four onwards, they have, like, a prequel before the season. The famous one where Jack Bauer tells his boss to get fucked. The only time you ever see Jack Bauer say the F word. But anyway. So, um, I do like this bit here with Michael where, because uh, Hurley's like, oh, I don't know where the camp is. Uh, and Michael's just like, oh, it's over there. And then I'm... What does Hurley say? Like, oh, is there anything I can do for you? It's like a sweet little moment. And then Michael's just like, don't get yourself killed. And if you ever see Libby again, tell her that I'm sorry. Aww. Which, it's interesting. This guy has murdered two people. But, like, we never really hate the guy because, like, we know why he did it. Um, And, yeah, so I like Michael. Sad Michael. Last time we ever see Michael. Typical racist loss. Get rid of the black characters. Like, just, you know. No black characters in the afterlife. (laughs) <laughs> there is, there really isn't. Um, so yeah. Uh, anything else to add on that before I guess we wrap it up with the Man in Black? No, no. Cool. All right. Uh, Man in Black is making a stick. Uh, I love so- soy. Like soy. The whole, the whole point of Sawyer in this episode is to ask questions and literally say, "Where have you been?" To like everyone. Um, like nosy Sawyer is good though. It's like, what are you making a spear? And it's like. I don't know, but when I know, I'll tell you. Do we actually find out what this stick is? I don't think so. Can we put that in the questions? <laughs> but that line where he's like, what do you talk to Wood now? It's yeah. such a good line. <laughs> uh, so they're getting impatient and basically Locke here is just like, oh, uh, we're waiting for Hugo, Stan and Jack because, um, yeah, what does he say? Like that you all needed to be together to return to the island, so you all need to be together to leave this godforsaken rock. Uh, and I love Kate, who's just like, sassy Kate, who's just like, well, I don't see that happening. Uh, <laughs> like, with it all showing up. <laughs> Saicho, this is the first of uh, Sawyer's couple of, where have you been, quotes. Just re- It reminds me of the um, the Jeff Probst one, where it's like Michael shows up and Saeed's like, where the hell have you been? <laughs> to Michael. <laughs> um, so Saeed, I love Saeed just showing up, goes to the lock. Can I talk to you in private? <laughs> it's like, 
was it next week? Literally, Sawyer says it's Saeed's a zombie. So, like, you know, that's actually called out next week. Um, so Saeed's all like, um, yeah, we more didn't see me, but uh, I hurt some of his people. And Locke's just like, why didn't you kill him? Like, I didn't see the point. Uh, but I got what you wanted. And there's old Desmond Tide. I love relaxed Desmond. So, hello, brother. <laughs> I just love that he's tied up because before when we last saw Desmond, Saeed's like, come with me. And Desmond's like, oh, yeah, okay, no problem. <laughs> so when he was getting tied up, was Desmond like, oh, yeah, do you need some help? I think so. I think he's just passive Desmond because I'm sure Saeed's just gone, I need to tell you the trick. Okay. Like Penny does this every Saturday night, so I'm I'm fine with this. Um, also, those ropes do not look that tight. Like I feel <laughs> Desmond easily. Uh, but, but I love like polite lock with Desmond, like just calls in like, hello, hello. Oh, sorry to tie you to a tree. That's okay. Didn't want you to run. Oh, I've got nowhere to run to. Well, if that's a case against uh, being tied up, I don't know what it is. I'm going to untie you, my friend. Uh, it's a, I like, it's a nothing scene, but I just, I don't know. There's just something about these two, the way they kind of interact. Cause I love here how like, he's just basically like, why did Widmore bring you to the island? It's like, I don't know. I was kidnapped. You might need to ask Widmore. All I know is I got shoved into a room and got charged with electromagnetism. It's like, well, why would you want to be doing that? Or like, no, what does he say? Like, why would, how would you know that? He's like, oh, experience. (laughs) I do like that. I do like Saeed. He's like, yes, it's true. He went I saw him. I also love the bit where Locke is basically like, do you know who I am? And then Desmond's like, hey, brother, uh, you're John Locke. It's like, Okay. Uh, it's like, go away, Saeed. I'm going to have a walk with my mate Desmond. <laughs> it's like, okay. Terry gives probably the best performance of this episode. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think Desmond does a good job here. Uh, that's because that's his, mm. the actor's name, <laughs> um, Henry and Cusick. But, like, these two just work together so well. Like, it's just like passive Desmond and mysterious Gummy Joe. Um so, uh, what does he say? Like, how long were you pressing the button for? Oh, three years. Uh, I'm like, here you are, back again. Uh, it's like the, the island has it in for you. And Desmond's like, ah, there's nothing special about me. And then they we see a mysterious boy, according to Lostpedia. Is this Desmond staring at children again? <laughs> Des- where's Ben? Just going, oi, get your eyes off him. Son? <laughs> yeah, it's Charlie. Um... <laughs> But uh, I love how Desmond's just like, who is it? And Locke's just like, no, ignore him. Now, this is Jacob, isn't it? Yeah, from across the sea. Oh, we're only a couple of weeks away from that. Yay. Uh, So we get to a well. um, And now this isn't the well that Locke went down in before. This is a different, because this one isn't as deep, right? No, this is just a well. Because Desmond's, uh, sorry, Man in Black, Locke is just basically like going like, this is one of heaps on the island. they dug it by hand. I love Desmond's like, oh, it seems like an awful lot of effort to get some water. Especially like they weren't trying to find water. Like they, this was a spot where like compasses would go everywhere. Uh, so they wanted answers. Um, and then he said, he is sh- I've shown you this well because Widmore is not interested in answers. He's only interested in power. And Widmore wants you here so you could help him find the power. Um, and then I love Desmond just basically like, what? well, that's not the only reason why you brought me here. And then I love this, like, you talk about, like, uh, Terry giving a great performance. I just love this scene here where Locks is basically like, why aren't you afraid? <laughs> and then Desmond's like, got no reason to be afraid. What's the point of being? There's no point in living if you can't feel afraid. Um, to which 
All of a sudden, old Gummy Joe just shoves Desmond down the well. <laughs> oh. oh, poor old Desmond. Do you remember the Simpsons? So bad. This film. Do you remember the Simpsons episode when Bart faked being trapped down the uh, the well? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is this going to be that episode? Um, uh, which, okay, I'm so confused because, like, when he drops the torch down and he's like, it's that deep, do we actually see the torch hit the bottom? Because next week, Desmond was just like a metre into the ground. I thought this was like a massive drop. But, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think we see the torch hit the ground, do we? I just love that. Like, they took so long for them to bring Desmond back, and he does now spend the next few episodes stuck out of well. I'm like, come on. Poor Henry and Cusick is not getting a lot to do this season. He gets shoved down a well or pulls a plug out of the ground. Uh, <laughs> oh, Desmond, he's, he's definitely in it. Um, so I love when Locke gets back to camp, just like, oh, we don't have to worry about Desmond anymore. And then who rocks up? Hurley and Jack and the gang. Now, Refresh my memory. When did, like, Hurley... Is this the first time Hurley has seen Locke? Uh, yeah, maybe. Because it's been, like... Like, I know Jack's seen him, but, like, I feel like it's... Yeah, to me, it's, like, a bit confusing because it's sort of, like, Hurley's just basically like, oh, don't kill me. Let's have a truce. Like, everyone drop your weapon. Um, so yeah, I was trying to work out if this is the first time they've seen it. I got like, I started to get a bit emotional because I think the one thing that I will praise this episode for is like, the fake out because you see Sun and she looks up and you start hearing the music and you're like, oh my gosh, she's about to see Jin. And then all of a sudden like the music cuts and I'm like, oh, it's not this week. Uh, so I do love how they kind of like play with you for a little bit there. Um, and then, uh, Jack is there and everyone's back and Locke's ready because he's got the whole gang, which is nice little full circle moment at the beginning of the episode. He's all like, oh, you're all going to come back together. And Kate's like, well, I don't think that's going to happen. I just want um, Locke to turn around to Kate and just like, told you so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a it's an interesting little ending. Like, as you kind of said at the beginning, nothing really happens in this episode. But, I mean, there's enough little dangles of carrots here that get you a little bit interested and a nice fake out by the editors to think that Sun's about to see Jin for the first time. Yeah, it's purely just... Setting things up for the end game, which we next week we will get into a lot more. But yeah, like if you had to cut some episodes from this season, you'd probably be cutting this one. Yes. Um, I don't know if there's anything extra to add. Trivia Hurley becomes a seventh and final character to have a flashback episode, a flash forward episode, and a flash sideway episode. Um, this. Uh, oh, here we go. The closing moment of the on-island portion of this episode marks the first time Jack has seen Locke, a.k.a. the man in black, since 316, when he put his father's shoes on Locke's corpse. Oh, okay, yeah, there we go. 23-episode gap. I thought he saw him, seen him before that. Okay, I was wrong. Marks the longest gap that Locke and Jack have ever gone without any interaction. Aww. Um, Jorge Garcia's real-life dog, Nunu, appears in one of the pictures with Hugo at the beginning of the episode. Aww. Uh, the baby photo of Hugo shown in the montage is actually a photo of Jorge. Um, oh, young Jacob's appearance has changed since the substitute. One change is that his hair appears to be darker. Okay. Um, Richard has been wearing Isabella's cross since putting it on the end of Aberturno, but in this episode, he's no longer wearing it. Uh, and this is the first time Jack calls Hugo by his real name instead of Hurley. Aww. Um, 
The scene where Hurley looks through Alana's possessions and takes Jacob's ashes was a pickup scene filmed at the same time as what they died for, according to Jorge Garcia on Geronimo Jack's beard. Cool. Um, yep. Anything else here? Michael's final appearance. Libby becomes the seventh former main character to appear in season six. Uh, there's a lot of other things here. Um, yeah, cool. Um, questions, questions. What's the stick? <laughs> Not really any questions, but we've got an answer. We do. When did we ask the whispers? There's a good one. Would be uh, season one, episode nine. You are correct. Look at you. That's the last. <laughs> The last uh, question from that episode. So, uh, well done. Good knowledge. Look at you being Mr. Smarty Pants. So, uh, goodbye. Uh, question. for that. They had a lot of questions in that uh, episode. And now we've uh, finally um, answered them all. What is Cable in the Water? Who are the others? What is the Black Rock? Who is Alex? What is the Sickness? And what happened to Nadia? There you go. Um, why is what special? What is the deal with the numbers? Yeah, I don't think we had anything else answered. Uh, what are you doing with this episode? Uh, it's got some okay things in it, but really it's such a nothing episode. I'm going to give it a low rent, um, but a low one. I, I don't think it's a bin worthy, but because there's nothing really terrible, but it's not a great hour of lost. Um, no one really gives a great performance. Uh, there's some nice stuff from Hurley and Libby and Jack and Hurley, but yeah, it's really just setting us up for the end game. That's it. Yeah, I agree. It is a rent from me. I've got it as a middle rent. I have this ranked at 80th out of, uh, well, I've actually ranked already next week's episode. So technically this would be 79th because spoiler alert, I've ranked next week ahead of this week. Um, so technically out of the 115 episodes we've got at the moment recording this, it is, 79th but it will be 80th after next week um according to the hollywood reporter this is ranked at 83rd season six first installment in which the true nature of the flash sideways finally finally starts coming into focus as hurley meets libby in the pseudo afterlife and starts remembering their star-crossed love they have this just above sos and just below happily ever after uh, and I, for if you're wondering what I've got it ranked in between, I've got it ranked above the long con and below what Kate did. <laughs> uh, mm. I know you love your Kates. Um, so, that's, yeah, that's for us. Um, next week, the last recruit, Jin and Son, it happens one episode <laughs> before they are maybe leaving the show. Uh, <laughs> so, better late than never. Um, it's an improvement on this week. Let's say that. Uh, there's a great Kate scene in next week's episode. I really like there's a great Kate scene. Um, but, yeah, the gin and, gin and sun. Oh, I got to be. I get a bit teary next week in that scene. Yeah, we're in the end game now. Like I feel like every episode from now on is just heading closer and closer towards the end and that there's no more dilly-dallying. Like, everything, go, go, go. It's probably one of the more action-packed episodes of any Lost episode. So compared to what we've been through the past few weeks, I'm looking forward to The Last Recruit much more. And is it Nadia's last episode next week? 
I think so, yeah. Uh, which obviously we can complain a little bit about that. But uh, anyway, we will be back next week to do that one. As uh, Noah just said, there will be no dilly-dallying with us. That's a, that's a that's an underused phrase. When was the last time you used dilly-dallying before today, Noah? Because I think we should use dilly-dallying more. I'm up for dilly-dallying a bit more. Yeah, Roger Moore. Um, meanwhile, 24 obviously is happening. We're right at the very end of our Breaking Bad coverage. So uh, right at the very pointy end of that, only a couple of weeks of that left to go. So check that out and everything else that we've got going. You'll hear how to do all that at the very end as we advertise the things and Patreon and stuff like that. So get involved and get excited. My name is Ben. And let me guess, you're wondering how deep it is. And my name is Noah, and that comment is the reason why not everyone loves me. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes, yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)